Hello and welcome to Radio Edu Talk. This is David Noble in Dalgetty Bay. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening uh, Angela Gardner uh, of AJ Enterprises and Inform Scotland. Uh, welcome back to Edu Talk, Angela. Thanks very much, David. Uh, and uh, just to, to start off with, Angela, uh, I've been on the show many times, of course, but uh, I just wonder if you could start off by reminding listeners um, about, uh, well, background, first of all, to your, your own professional life and then uh, to your uh, very, very useful re- uh, resource, Inform Scotland. Uh, yeah, OK, thank you. Um, good to be back on. I think it's the third year we've done this. Um so I started out as a research technologist for BP in Grangemouth, which is um, perhaps not what most people would expect me to say. Um, and uh, But I, I was heavily involved as a volunteer schools link officer and uh, involved in women in science and engineering activities while I was working as a technologist. And I later moved into corporate communications, where I was responsible for BP's work with education in Scotland. And uh, then when I left there, I set up my own public affairs consultancy, AJ Enterprises, specialising in learning and skills and business engagement with education, uh, research and evaluation and um, some writing and editing. Um, And then uh, it was, well, Inform Scotland turned six years old in May last year, in May 2018. So this is the seventh year of being producing it. And it involves um, pulling together looking at what's happening across the learning and skills landscape some sort of research and digging around um, speaking to people looking online um, and writing and summarizing the main issues that are happening trying to make sense of what's happening across the learning and learning and skills landscape so that people who subscribe organizations that subscribe to inform scotland have a um, an easily digestible summary of what's happening but with links through to the um the information that matters to them um and it looks right across the landscape from what's happening in in business from skill shortages to um as to what's happening in schools colleges and universities the qualifications and uh, then adult and community education and wider society uh, and what's the context for all of that in terms of government priorities and societal priorities as well and it's published as a pdf which is sent out to subscribers and there's a a monthly blog post with highlights for those who don't subscribe and obviously catch up on on twitter and so on and i know that you know for myself as some listeners will be aware that i moved into an acting head teacher post and uh, the school that I work in in, in Fife and you know you've got Times Ed Scotland uh, you've got the various kind of digests from Education Scotland and, and SQA that's essential reading but certainly at the moment for myself in, informed Scotland Digest is, is absolutely essential reading and it's great to, to see where kind of education fits and all the different links with um, various other uh, aspects of, of the Scottish economy so yeah entirely recommend it to the to listeners um, and to start off with Angela then uh, as we have done the last two years um, could you take us through uh, just as we all sit back and enjoy listening to you for the next wee while the hottest topics the top 10 from uh, 2018 thanks very much and congratulations on your uh, on your appointment by the way thanks, um, thanks, thanks very, much. very much and thanks very much for the plug for Inform Scotland uh, it's good to, good to hear how it's used and, and if it, that it actually is being useful um, 
so yeah, this is the this is the sixth hottest topics list that I've done. I get a lot of stick for um, my hot topics, but there you go. Um, uh, it's uh, it's it's been interesting to see how that has changed and developed, and things that haven't changed over the last uh, six years. The way it's compiled, it's not scientific at all. It's based on the, the number of appearances that these different issues. Um, have on the, the covers of the monthly issues. And for the first time in the six years, two topics shared the number one spot. Anyone who's already looked at the, the blog post with the list that's available on the website, on my website, um, will see. So the top two, uh, or joint top, were um, teacher education development shortages and recruitment, which was second place last year. And then a brand new item this year on the list, diversity, equality, equity, and inclusion. Um, then there were six items sharing third place, one of which is digital skills. And that's the only issue in the six years to have been in the top three every year. Um, it's never been out of the top three. Last two years, it was, uh, it was the hottest topic. It was number one on its own. Um, there are three other items that have been on every list since I started compiling this. Widening access, science, technology, engineering, and math or STEM, and skills gaps and shortages. And diversity, um, equality, equity, and inclusion was the only new item on this year's list. Um, do surprise omissions this year at the um, apprenticeships have been on every the list every year apart from this one it just missed the list for the first time and that's despite um the growth in foundation apprenticeships for example um schools and colleges who've been have been um, working hard on, on spreading those out i know for example i know in east lothian they're extending these to across all their secondary schools this year um and that's been a case across across the board i think um and the annual apprenticeship week as well, but it's still it didn't it didn't um, it didn't make the covers this year. Um, year of young people, I was expecting to see um, because it has been such a an influential uh, uh, theme throughout the year. Um, its influence has certainly been present. Uh, it's been and not just in learning and skills, but I think in a lot of aspects of life. But it's been clear in learning and skills that um, that. Uh, organizations people have been really trying to engage young people in very meaningful ways so I was quite surprised that that didn't appear um, as an item some people might be surprised that brexit wasn't wasn't up there it's on everything else uh, it's quite nice actually to get away from it a bit but um, it's uh, it, it appeared on one cover this year um, as brexit recruitment and skills challenges whether We'll see more of it on the 2019 um, list remains to be seen. Um, so that was the that was the kind of whistle stop um, without going into the main stories. I don't know whether you want me to. No, that would be great, Angela. Yeah. So what, what were the driving forces and the, the main stories that uh, led to, to the 2018 list? So, um, in terms of the top two items, so the number, the the joint number one, um, the diversity, uh, equality, equity, and inclusion. I guess the the underlying message that came across, um, or two really. One was that progress is slow, 
uh, in terms of achieving change and and movement. You know, a lot of the statistical releases that came out that measured um, improvements in equity and diversity and inclusion were were showing that you know, it's, it was very slow progress. However, um, there was no shortage of efforts to tackle the issues, uh, to both measure them and to try to address them. So they were the themes running through all of that behind that headline were um, tackling things like poverty, social mobility, disadvantage, disability, care experience, which was which was very common, uh, um, came up in a number of different places throughout the year, um, and ethnicity. Um, and there were reports, strategies, action plans on things like diversity in teaching, in colleges, in college staff, on university boards. Um, uh, then we had the um, LGBTI inclusive education for all in schools report and, and the, the, the strategy there. And then um, things like the SQA's new awards in British Sign Language, which came out in 2018. Um, the Scottish Credit and Qualifications Framework Partnership has started in 2018 and they're continuing projects on recognising the skills of migrants and veterans um, and refugees and asylum seekers. Uh, so that there's been a lot of um, different aspects. I mean, you could... You know, it's hard to single out any of those, but, but, but as a collective, um, it's made quite an impact. Uh, it's been um, quite refreshing to see the amount of effort that's gone into all of that. The other number one spot, teacher education development, shortages and recruitment, the the underlying um, issue of shortages and, and recruitment shortages as a, as a news headline issue hasn't gone away this year. And then that was what put it up to second place uh, last year, I think, or one of the issues. Um, but again, the, the, uh, the, the other underlying thing here has been the, the amount of, of activity that's been going on to um, understand the issues and to do something about it. So there are a lot of uh, different um, developments from um, various working groups looking at, for example, a short life working group looking at professional learning for teachers. Um, We've got a, uh, we've set up a new independent panel on um, potential on potential new career pathways for teachers. That's being chaired by Moira Boland from Glasgow University. Um, the General Teaching Council is continuing to roll out its pilot of My Professional Learning System, um, which is being piloted in West Lothian uh, this year. Um, and then we had a, a new national model of professional learning from Education Scotland on the SCALE framework. Um, and then interesting, I found particularly interesting looking at what Murray House researchers are doing on looking at future trends, future teaching trends and the impact of, the potential impact of automation and, and that comes up um, in one of the other top, um, top, top, um, hottest topics um, of future skills. But that was, those are the two, those are the two main the sort of top issues. After that, I'll just pick out a few highlights, otherwise I could talk probably too long. Um, so in terms of digital skills, uh, one of the highlights there from, from 2018 was the um, Cyber Resilience Learning and Skills Action Plan, which came out in March. And that's been um, obviously the actions um, within that are now being developed and implemented and um, 
uh, further research is, is ongoing and valuation into that. Future skills is another of the the, the 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 topics that lies in joint third place on the on the chart. Um, we've got reports from organisations like IPPR Scotland um, on preparing the skills system or how do we prepare the skills system for automation and ageing um, in the future. Automation and ageing are two topics that are um, or major issues that are global. Uh, the third one alongside that phase probably is globalisation um, that are, are causing all sorts of uh, angst and making people think about how we can prepare um, for, uh, for those issues around the world let alone in Scotland. Um, Skills Development Scotland and the Centre for Work-Based Learning published the Skills 4, and I don't know whether really, you call it Skills 4, Skills 4.0, um, or um, either of those, but it's basically looking at the implications of the fourth industrial revolution um, for the skills sector, for skills. And I know that um, Education Scotland um, the develop and developing the young workforce, we're picking that up um, in 2019 and looking at how um, how they can learn from that research and the framework there and build that into the developing the young workforce um, and the curriculum in Scotland, in schools, sorry. Um, Scotland's Futures Forum and the Goodison Group in Scotland Future of Learning and Schooling project continued in 2018 and uh, as part of uh, the Futures Forum's Scotland 2030 project. Um, looking at some of the other issues quickly that, that were on the, the, the chart this year and the things that were behind the, the headlines. So um, on gender balance and equity, um, on gender balance there were, there were initiatives looking at the imbalance of, of men in nursing, women in engineering and STEM, which is not new. Um, and interestingly, colleges are, have been provided with funding to pilot projects supporting more men into um, early learning and childcare. So that's what we'll be looking at, seeing how that develops this year. Uh, in terms of another of the top ones, international collaboration and comparisons, which at the time when everybody's concerned with the uh, Brexit and the implications of that. Um, it's interesting. It was interesting to see the, um, the Scottish Parliament uh, inquiry into participation in Scotland in the Erasmus Plus programme. And I know that British Council has got application. Uh, it's uh, it's open for applications for funding just uh, from schools and organisations um, for involvement in Erasmus uh, this year. Um, and there was a lot of of collaboration with from universities with countries around the world, particularly with China. Um, so reported a lot on on activities there. Uh, in terms of skills gaps, well, it just keeps on the same same issues keep cropping up. But there were an interestingly new skills investment plans in early learning and childcare, and in life and chemical sciences, but. Skills shortages highlighted in oil and gas, in agriculture, in aquaculture, and in creativity. Um, so those were the the main kind of stories behind the, the topics on the list.
And you touched on it earlier, Angela, but can you say a bit more about the, the kind of hellos and goodbyes, or maybe the goodbyes from the, the list, and, and what the kind of some more of the kind of main words of the year were uh, last year? Um, yeah, I, I mentioned um, Scottish College for Educational Leadership there. Well, that was one of the sort of, was kind of a, a significant goodbye last year in, in terms of it being a separate body. Uh, it became part of Education Scotland um, either March or April, and I think it had its final board meeting in December. That was quite a lot of people who were sad to see that go um, as a separate entity. However, it seems to have really retained and strengthened its place, um, so that's been good to see. Um, one thing that uh, we said goodbye to without really saying hello to was the Education Scotland Bill, which oh, maybe it's a temporary goodbye, um, farewell perhaps. Um, it was shelved in June after the draft came out, um, and instead we have an agreement with, with COSLA for a year um, to see whether they can um, take a different approach rather than going through legislation to make the changes that were. Um, or a number of the changes that were in that bill. Um, but what we also said goodbye to there was with the shelving of the bill was the prospect of an education workforce council um, and the potential for a diminished role for the general teaching council and the community, uh, community learning and development standards council, um, just two of those bodies that would have been affected by, by that. Now, whether it's a goodbye completely uh, in terms of the bill, we don't know. Um, as I say, it's been shelved, but that was um, that was quite a surprise, or certainly it caught me by surprise. Um, we said goodbye to unit assessments at higher, um, and this year we'll be saying goodbye to unit assessments at advanced higher. And I know that the SQA are continuing to produce um, documents to support the changes in assessments in schools. Uh, in terms of hello, we had the the uh, the. V&A opened in Dundee in September with opportunities for community learning in design and for schools as well. Um, we've got a new Screen Scotland with a focus, one of its focuses on skills and talent development in, and film education. We said hello to uh, Advance HE, which replaces or is, is created from a merger of the Higher Education Authority, the um, Equalities, um, EQU. See, I've already forgotten what this stands for, um, and the Leadership Foundation. We had a, um, we said hello to a, a National School Library Strategy and Advisory Group, um, and uh, a new Scottish Learner Panel of Young People to help shape policy and practice in education and schools uh, was, was, uh, was formed. And um, we had the first national action plan on parental involvement and family learning called Learning Together. That's quite a tough read, that one. I found that quite, um, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot in it. Um, so you need to sit down with that one for a while. Um, we've also the 15 to 24 Learner Journey Review reported in May with 17 recommendations and that. So that's something else keeping an eye on. Um, words of the year, well, I've already mentioned Skills 4 or 4.0, um, Fourth Industrial Revolution, um, um, for example, City of Glasgow College has what it calls City Learning 4 or City Learning 4.0, which is its um, major program in opening up virtual its virtual learning environment. Um, so the best person to speak to about that is 
Joe Wilson. And I, I said to him, I shall tell you, you need to invite him back onto the show for a, a session. He's got a lot of, <laughs> a lot Absolutely. to tell you about what's going on in there. Yes. A lot of which uh, to do with blockchain. And um, uh, yeah, I won't even attempt to try and describe, um, but it sounds like it's, uh, it's going to be hotting up this year. Um, and uh, other words of the year, meta skills. Still not, sure, not still not sure whether that should be hyphenated, one word, um, uh, but uh, talking about higher order skills. Um, and the other, which I didn't mention, was something that appeared on the front cover of one issue, which was um, uh, uh, ACEs, um, which is... Of course, yeah. Adverse childhood experiences, yeah. yes. Thank you very much, because I'm <laughs> looking around for what... <laughs> which um, it seemed to appear, from my perspective, it's probably not from yours, but from my perspective, it seemed to appear from nowhere, but it was instantly recognisable as something that, of course, we ought to be doing a lot about, and a lot of people already are, but it, it, it really captured the imagination. I have a feeling that might be back again this year um, in terms of a hot topic. And with that in mind, Angela, you know, what, what do you... What else do you see coming up uh, this year? You know what your crystal ball. You know what the likely hot topics. Uh, what big events do we know that are coming up, and uh, what might be the hellos and goodbyes that we we look back upon this time next year? Um, well, Scottish government is still referring to education as its defining mission for twenty eighteen nineteen. So um, it's still uh, a major priority, or at least. Um, they, they, that's what it says. Um, and the National Improvement Framework and Improvement Plan for 2019 um, was published just before Christmas. And it's got uh, uh, the main themes in there are delivering improvement, um, empowering schools or em empowered and collaborative systems. So they're talking about the empowering schools agenda um, uh, and the regional improvement collaboratives, again, getting more, uh, as well as. Um, schools and uh, schools collaborating with partners, including colleges, universities, business, local community. And I know um, Edinburgh schools, for example, are, are, are concentrating on that, how that they can develop their um, wider variety of pathways uh, through the curriculum by working in partnerships. The, the whole collaborative system um, is, uh, is still a very um, major issue. Um, other priorities or themes within the National Improvement Framework, excellence and equity, health and well-being, and early learning and childcare. So those are some issues that might crop up as, as separate hot topics. Um, I've put down the impact of Brexit. Who knows what will happen there, but um, should Brexit take place um, in some form or other, then um, we can expect there to be an impact on skills and skill shortages, and so I would expect to see that um, uh, those issues at least uh, uh, appearing um, in uh, in 2019. Uh, interestingly, that the continued influence of, as I see it, the Scottish Parliament's Education and Skills Committee on the the themes and topics and inquiries that they pick up on, that then have quite a lot of traction and media interest, and seem to to have quite an impact um, and influence. So, for example, I know they've just published um, a report on 
on music tuition in schools. Um, but there's a lot of other issues that they're they're addressing. Um, and uh, I'll mention one of those in a second. Um, the other thing is, uh, is I think the continued influence of young people's voice following on from um, the, uh, the the year of young people. I really do think that's the, you know, we've got a, we've got a way to go with that yet. I think it's still it's still having an impact. And in fact, there isn't, as far as I can gather, there isn't a a year of theme 2019. The next themed year is 2020. So um, it's almost a potential for the year of young people to continue beyond 2018. Um, the uh, other themes that are not, not, not too surprisingly, I'm expecting to see widening access back on there. We've got Scotland's Community for Access and Participation Practitioners group that's just being formed. And we're expecting the um, framework for fair access uh, to be um, more formalised, launched formally this month possibly um, with a toolkit that's on a new website. Um, skills gaps and shortages still going to be an issue and there's a, a new skills and employability leadership group which is being set up by um, the Scottish Council for Development and Industry chaired by Skills Development Scotland. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what that group tackles and, and, and influences. Digital skills is likely to still be around diversity, equality, um, gender, teacher education and development. Uh, we've got two uh, additional universities will be offering teacher education courses from August this year, Queen Margaret University and Edinburgh Napier for the first time. Um, new leadership programmes coming um, for middle leaders uh, and enhanced professional learning for head teachers coming from um, Education Scotland and connected with SCAL. The uh, Head Teacher and Training Standards Scotland regulations become mandatory from August 2019. Then we've got uh, future skills, I'm sure will continue. Um, and as I mentioned before, in, about the skills full or skills 4.0. STEM skills uh, partnerships. Um, I think I probably should have said assessment. I was surprised in a way that assessment wasn't a hot topic this year but I would be surprised even more so if it isn't on this year because we will have the independent review of Scottish national standardised assessments um, for looking particularly at P1 pupils is due to report by the end of May. And this was following a major campaign by a number of organisations, including Upstart and Children, Children in Scotland, uh, with a campaign to drop them when they were introduced. Uh, last year um, or the year before. Um, the um, Education and Skills Committee that I mentioned earlier, Scottish Parliament's Education and Skills Committee, is carrying out its own inquiry into uh, the assessment uh, in schools and that they're taking, they're making sure that's different from the independent review that the Scottish Government has set up. But that'll be interesting as well. We've also, at the other end of the scale, there was a university end, we've got the UK Standing Committee for Quality Assessment carrying out a review of degree classification UK-wide, and that's due to report in April this year. Um, and I think that consultation on that is still ongoing and is open till February. That's interesting. they will be interesting to see that too. Um, along with that, you've got assessment, which is tied in with virtual learning and, and badging, 
and the recognition of prior learning. So all of that kind of tied together will be interesting, um, I think, this year. Um, in terms of uh, hellos and goodbyes, um, well, as mentioned, we're going to be saying goodbye to unit assessments and advanced hires. Um, People-wise, we'll be saying goodbye to um, Janet Brown as SQA's chief executive. She's retiring this year. Um, we've just said hello to the new chief executive of the Scottish Funding Council, Karen Watt, and that has been um, an interim chief there for a couple of years or so. Um, so that's quite interesting. Events-wise, well, there's loads. Um, obviously, we've got Scottish Learning Festival back in September, uh, 25th and 26th, I think. Um, and we've also got some quite major events coming up. Um, in March, Osiris Educational has a Visible Learning World Conference in Edinburgh, 12th to 13th of March, I think that is. Um, and that's bringing some quite, uh, quite senior and top educational researchers uh, to engage with educationalists from Scotland. Um, UCAS is holding it, uh, holding an International Teachers Advisors Conference in Glasgow in June. There's an International Primary Science Education Conference in Edinburgh also in June. And the College Expo, which ran for the first time in 2018, is, is running again uh, in June. I think it's at Perth College this year, 12th to 13th of June. There's also a couple of um, events in September in Edinburgh, major Commonwealth Forum on Open Learning, 9th to the 12th of September at Morrifield, and the Association of Learning Technology ALT conference in Edinburgh in September. General Teaching Council has its national probationer event in June and professional learning awards in September. Um, and we've also got... Uh, or oh, the Apprenticeship Week I mentioned, mentioned is 4th to the 9th of March. A few uh, Pedagoo events coming up. Um, I think Pedagoo Tweed, Inquiry Meet, Muckle, Grampian and Creef, uh, I think, are all, have all got dates. Um, then there's um, uh, sort of a celebrations this year. The Open University will be celebrating its 50th anniversary. Um, so uh, I know it's They'll be looking to um, not make that too much of just an internal party, but looking to celebrate the um, achievements of, of a wide variety of people who've, who've been able to um, get access to higher education through, um, through open, the Open University. Um, I think that's probably... I'll probably miss things out, but it's... Um, a whistle-stop tour of the things yeah, that are coming up. Absolutely, Angela. Th thank you so much. And it's it's incredible how you curate all this information. I'm, I'm kind of thinking of you sitting there just now with a massive big wall chart in front of you. And <laughs> <laughs> you, you do sound incredibly, incredibly well-organised. Um, so it's... <laughs> and just to finish you up... You can't give me shuffling bits of paper. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're not. But just to finish up, Angela, could you just remind us then about how we can... Um, I suppose get get in touch with you. How we can read more about um, your work and and indeed what you you curate from around Scotland and elsewhere, and uh, indeed how to to sign up for Inform Scotland. Oh uh, well, uh, first off, I probably should say that I what what I will do as I've done in previous years is I'll write a a blog post uh, on the website with basically just with links to some of the um, items that I've mentioned. So some of the um, 
the reports we're expecting out or the reports I've mentioned that are out, the con any consultations I've mentioned and um, uh, the events, the major events, although a lot of those will be also on, well, they will all be on the learning and skills events calendar, which is on the website as well. And for anyone who hasn't, who sees that and wonders how they get their events listed, I mean, I'm doing a lot of, of uh, legwork myself. I also get some help with somebody who helps me put post stuff up there. Um, however, I really do rely on people giving me a shout out. So I, I, if I don't know about your event, then I can't put it up there, but there's no charge. So if anyone wants to um, drop me a note, tweet me, um, uh, and, uh, Twitter is um, at informed Scott. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, subscribers events get more high profile they get um they get more detail about their events but um other other organizations events i'm happy to share them whether they're free or whether you're charging for them um in terms of uh the issues itself um I say informed scotland's available on subscription if anybody hasn't seen a copy and wants to know what it looks like if you again if you get in touch um there's an email address on the website, or you can uh, uh, message me on Twitter, and I'll send you a, a copy so you can see for yourself. Um, but it's available on subscription. Organisations who subscribe are then able to share copies with all um, their employees. So that if you're a local authority that subscribes, you you can share it with all members of staff, and that includes all members of staff in schools. Um, so I have a number of local authorities who take it and uh, and share it through their intranet or or however else they share it, some direct email. Um, uh, as well as the monthly digest, there's an annual organisations and people special, which comes out August, September the time. Um, that is a kind of who's where in learning and skills, and that's just for subscribers as well. Um, but there are blog posts, as I say, that appear monthly, which highlight, pick out the highlights that have um, been in the in the monthly issues. Um, and then uh, I'm also on Instagram, same same um, address, Informed Scott. And subscribers are also um, from time to time uh, are able to write guest blog posts on what they're doing in terms of making connections across learning and skills. Um, so there's, there's various things that are on, on the website for people who are not subscribers um, and want to hear about, um, find out about what's going on in learning and skills. And occasionally um, we publish um, <clears throat> special issues which look at a particular topic. Haven't done one apart from the Organisations of People special last year, but in the past we did one on leadership um, in conjunction with SCALE. We did one on um, innovation with the College Development Network. We did um, one on technology education with Education Scotland and we've done others on um, widening access um, and uh, um, learning technology. Um, so yeah, if anybody has a, an organisation that wants to to look at an issue um, across the landscape but are taking a particular theme, then that's something that we can do. And, and the specials are all available on the website as a download, so they're they're um, they're freely available as well. Angela, thank you so much, and a personal thanks. Thank you so much for uh, all that you do um, with your your work through your company and through um, the website and the digest. It's uh, a, just a, a great thanks. It really helps 
me to feel very uh, very much plugged into to what's going on uh, in, a, in a, a school that in a sector that sometimes is a little bit um, out of the mainstream so I, I really do thank you for all the work that you do and uh, um, I hope that listeners consider getting in touch with you over the, the coming weeks and months uh, so thank you very much again and look forward to doing it all in uh, 12 months time Thanks very much and thanks and and um, uh, another chance to say thank you uh, and John for the work that you do for, uh, with Edutalk which um, is, is so important, so valuable to hear different people's voices from different aspects of education, not just school education, not just from Scotland. Um, uh, it, it's it's such a variety, uh, such a great resource and the archive is fabulous for anyone who hasn't dipped into it. Um, far more interesting people with them than me um, who uh, talk about the things behind the hot topics list um, and uh, you know it, it never fails it um, you can download it as a podcast or just dip in and listen to stuff if you don't catch the shows live so keep up the good work it's fantastic I appreciate that Angela I'll, I'll pass your good wishes on to join thanks again cheers